Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast. What's going on? No, sorry. You smell that soap on your hands? Because it is strong. No. See how I just took whatever you were doing away? What do you no. What do you sniff? What do you smell? What are you, what are you drinking? Oh, over there? yeah, that's a little bourbon. Oh, oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. A little bourbon. A little bourbon. Yeah. It smells. It smells pretty good, doesn't it? Smells it? Really good. You are. I can smell that caramel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it's oh, a that's gosh. for an inexpensive bourbon. That's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty, oh, I, yeah, it's pretty got a good. Whiff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, Jimmy's not having any um, alcohol. Yep. Uh, for the month of September. Mm-hmm. Just practicing a fast of sorts. Yeah. Sober September. Yeah. It's supposed to be sober October, but whatever. Nah, we didn't know. We do sober September. Yeah, it's not a thing. Which sober decided, October is actually a thing. So we we decided that's not going to happen for next year. <laughs> it's going to be sober October. Which hold on, you still have Oktoberfest. There's no good no, time th- to be sober. Okay, first of all, let's clarify. Because when you say there's no good time to be sober, oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and and sober October, this we're not implying here that Jimmy ever drinks too much or that I drink too no. much. We're very careful about no. our intake. Uh, but in September uh, around here, there's Festival of the Vine. Yes, yeah. over downtown Geneva. So let me let me finish my clarification here. Oh, why? Because people, some somebody might be listening because we're talking about Ed Litton. So we just want to be really clear here. Oh, when right. we say sober uh, October, it just means abstinence from yeah uh, so it's uh it's not as if jimmy is not sober or i'm not sober uh and i wouldn't do that anyways i'm not doing the sober no joe thing. mocks no. me for yeah it. i do mocks I do. me every step of the way so just for the record joe is very supportive as a friend we practice self-control hey i got myself a glass i didn't get you a glass if i wasn't supportive i would have poured you a glass and me a glass and then i would have had both uh no because you knew i would have said yeah <laughs> oh you you understand <laughs> both i see no, so just let me be clear mm-hmm. in case there's any people that are getting triggered out there, getting upset. Oh, hey, I didn't know that was a triggering thing. Yeah, oh, just yeah. Well, talking about alcohol in general can you know upset all people. All right, all right. So yes, Jimmy is. It's like a cleanse sort of a thing. It's for health. Like Jimmy's working out. He's eating yeah. better. Yeah. He's eating really good actually. Yeah. You know, doing his thing. Well, except for this, having this. What kind of milk is in there? Uh, it's just oh, regular milk. What happened? I thought you like. other you preferred. They almond don't milk. have that there. They don't. They have, have almond milk at Dunkin'. At Dunkin', they got should, almond yeah. milk. You know, I've never asked. Mm. So never I actually mind. don't know if they do. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, I've I never bet they asked. do. But uh, and I like almond milk. I know it's good. Mm-hmm. It's nice. I find it even better in tea. Mm. Yeah, but I'm with Ed Lasso on tea. You, you mean Ted? <laughs> Dang it! Yes. Did tell, I say Ed Tasso? Tell, <laughs> tell me again how much of a fan you are. Okay. Tell First of me all, again, fanboy. Tell me how much you love. You're a poser. Okay. I'm, I may be a poser, um, <laughs> but just for the record, I said Ed Lasso because we're talking about Ed Litton. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Both sure, Eds. Sure. Or both, not both Eds. Both sure. names that rhyme with Ed. Sure. <laughs> they both have names that rhyme with Ed. Yeah. Or, or head. <laughs> Bed. Dead. Red. Said, yeah, yeah, mm, mm, whatever. Nice cover, nice. Recover. Not a cover, it's just an explanation. Oh, very good. Jimmy doesn't accept explanations. Uh, no, no I do no. not. He does I accept resignations. That's uh, about it. <laughs> so, there's there, no I'll, explanation. I'll just take the resignation. Take the re- I want your resignation, not your explanation. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he says you're fired. Good day. <laughs> Gives them a chance. <laughs> yeah. you, you can walk out now. <laughs> So yeah, uh, I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. Oh, did we even finish? Nope. I don't even know if I finished no, the opening. Did not. Yeah, because you were sniffing. You I'll... distracted me. Oh, that that got you. Hey, everybody! This is a doctrine and devotion. Yeah, it's a podcast yep. that uh, two pastors, two friends mm-hmm. talking about stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, you know, and we uh, we we have on occasion talked about the whole Ed Litton situation, and we're doing that again. Now, here's the thing: we only bring this up. When there's like the, as the story develops and continues, as as Ed says more things, we don't like to beat a dead horse and you know get. A, what are you gonna eat now? Yeah, 
Oh my gosh! What? It's my three fifteen snack. Yeah. Okay. I got to stay is, on track. Yeah. We I, I I adapted to accommodate you. I didn't know that you were going to bring your your gross eating into uh, our. I believe uh, you did. You not eat uh, Cheetos the other day for five seconds on there. Yeah. Mm, it was pretty loud. Yeah. Yeah. For five seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've got a basket. You've got like a gift basket that someone would give to an invalid in a hospital. You want uh, some hummus? It, no, I don't want your gross. You don't want hummus? Chickpeas smashed with your dirty feet. I don't know what that is. I just said hummus. Yeah, it's great. I know what it, I know what it is. I don't know how it was made. I, I would assume it was probably made at home with your feet or something. Why would it, we it, name it, the feet? Because that's traditionally how hummus is made. Everybody knows that, Jimmy. Come on. Anyway. It's got extra garlic. <laughs> <laughs> so Jimmy's got some carrots, some celery, mm-hmm. and some and too hummus. Much hummus. She gave me way too much. Would hummus. you rather have too much or too little? No, that's the problem. You would. I'll, I'll eat all of it. So you'll eat it after you run out, or you will just pile it all on. I'll just like okay, oh, so like you, that. you don't have self control. No, I get no, it. Okay, exactly. It. Okay, which is why I appreciated your help. Okay, well, we're going to talk about Ed Litton again. We're going to talk about Ed Litton today again. <laughs> yes. yes, we're going to be again. talking about it again. All right, but it's because of uh, he's done another interview and uh, and said some things, and we yeah. want to talk about them now. Listen, uh, just to give you a recap while Jimmy's eating. Uh, if you don't know Thanks, what buddy. we're talking about, Ed Litton is the newly elected president of the Southern Baptist Convention, and he has been criticized for um, a good deal of plagiarism that has been uncovered in. Uh, some sermons that were available on YouTube. All of them have been taken down. Uh, but some of those clips remain that people have copied and then uh, put up to show what he has been doing. And so these videos showed that he had actually copied content from J.D. Greer, who is the previous pastor of the Southern Baptist Co- Convention and a well-known pastor and a good guy. Uh, he had copied J.D. Greer's sermon outlines, his explanations, yep. his illustrations, and his personal anecdotes. Yeah. Even aside comments, like, like a lot, a lot. So it wasn't as if the whole 40 minute sermon is a word for word copy, mm-hmm. but much of it is clearly taken. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. some of it is word for word. So and even some of those things are like, even the mannerisms of how some of these anecdotes were delivered. Yeah. Like just like throwaway lines about like, you know, um, you know, Augustine, you know, people attribute this to Augustine, but it, this wasn't a quote from Augustine. And then he goes on. It's like, mm-hmm. okay. And even though that's general knowledge for people that have studied the issue. In it, the context of the text, the sermon, everything else. And yeah. everything going on. It's like, all right. It's hard not to think that you, you pulled that from him, even though you may, you probably should have known that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe he did. Yeah. Maybe he did. So anyways, uh, so. What happened was on September 14th, uh, Dr. Greenway, who is the president of Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, uh, he sat down with Dr. Litton. I think it's Dr. Litton. I don't remember. But it's, he sat down mm-hmm. with President Litton uh, for a Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary chapel. It was almost an hour-long discussion to talk about all things SBC. And about 11 minutes were given to this, what is called, Sermon Gate scandal. Um, and he said some things that we need to talk about, at least that we want to talk about. And so I'm going to play, play uh, less than two minutes here. Uh, but so we want to give you a little bit of context here. So uh, Dr. Greenway introduces this and says, hey, why don't you talk a little bit about this accusation of plagiarism? Do you agree that it was plagiarism and all of that? And so we're going to come in at the 536 mark. Let's see if this yeah, you got it. works. Ready? Yeah, you're doing this. this is here we perfect. go. Got it. The situation that we find ourselves in today is that uh, a series of messages we did last year on the book of Romans, uh, which I want to just be honest with you was intimidating for me. I've preached Romans before, 
But a lot of things have changed in my life in the last 10 years that I may get to in a moment. But, but when I approached that, I noticed uh, that I had my commentaries. I bought new commentaries preparing for that series. We actually plan our preaching about two years in advance. And in that particular case, I started listening to J.D. Greer, who had done a series just previous to this. And I was really moved by the way he handled some very challenging passages in Romans. So I called J.D. and I asked him, I said, first of all, would you mind sharing with me how you broke down the book of Romans to do it in one year? Which he sent me a spreadsheet with all that information that was very helpful. So as a part of the preaching planning. But then I said, there are, there's material here. Do you mind if I use this material? He was very gracious. And I think he even quoted Adrian Rogers, if my bullet fits your gun, shoot it. And I said, that's fine, and I appreciate it. So there are in particular, a couple of particular cases, times where I made statements that others have been able to line up with statements that from the same text, the same passage that uh, J.D. used. Uh, so to answer your question, I don't consider that plagiarism. All right. So first... We I, we want to make sure we know, you know, like uh, that's not our audio quality. Yeah, the audio dipping in and out. They were having trouble at their chapel. Yeah. So all right, I got I got uh, you got some things. I, well, you got I got some I things. Got, well, no, I have many things. But yeah. the one thing I want to point out though mm-hmm. is Ed may not have known when he's preaching to make sure he cites, but thankfully he's learned to cite for somebody else. JD was quoting someone else. Why couldn't he do that in yeah. his own sermon? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's good. That's a good point. It's it's ironic. It's right? ironic, yeah, yeah. right? It's like I, I will spit my hummus. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, did he really just make sure to cite who JD said, and he couldn't cite who he said? This is such a mess, man. This, well, listen, and again, I, I'm I'm sure Ed is a good guy, um, Great guy Christian sure. loves Jesus, yep. loves his people, all that. But this is a problem. And in our estimation, he's, he's got a blind spot here for seeing this. Um, so a couple of things just to note one, it, his answer here is presented in such a way that is suggesting that this is limited to this series on Romans. Yeah. That like, Hey, listen, it's as if he's saying this has come up because there is this unique situation in which I was working on Romans and I wound up, um, finding JD's sermons and I wanted to use some of his material, some mm-hmm, of his outline, mm-hmm. some of his conclusions. Mm-hmm. I wanted to use some of that in my preaching. Yeah. Um, and, and we can talk about that. The problem is, is that we, in 2012, he did the same thing with a Tim Keller sermon where it, oh. a Tim Keller sermon from 1991. Really? Where, where at length he and his wife are on stage copying Tim Keller's sermon, like to a very specific degree and that you can, you can find that online. I mean, and this is not just a controversy then at some point is this just a litany of lies oh you were so waiting for this i was litany of yeah. lies. you're so creative <laughs> I don't, i'm not creative i, I got that, that from you i don't know what you're talking about i what? would not say something like that what? that was huh? horrible you are a horrible person see notice and now this, I, you try- won't you won't you won't accept the credit but no, I'm, still, what, I'm still giving you, you see, see, see what happens this is how you do it if you take something from somebody mm-hmm. or if you're you not take if you're using something from mm-hmm. somebody 
Uh, yeah, tell where you got it from. I saw it written right here. <laughs> oh, it's, it's in the notes. <laughs> Litany of Legends. It's funny. It's hilarious. Okay. All right. So I was wondering, like, what's he looking at over there? Okay. So, yeah, he did this before. And also, like, uh, his, his, one of the pastors on staff there like, also, I, preached I, from, it was from Romans 12. I looked oh, it up. Oh, it was Romans 12? Yeah. Okay. But he did the same thing. So clearly this this is something that's done. There's a pattern. There's a pattern here. And so even if it didn't become an ongoing thing until Romans... It did happen in the past, and we don't even know because all of the sermons have been taken offline. I, in fact, I went onto the church website. I can't find one sermon to, to listen to. Oh. One. I can't find one. Oh, I thought they like scrubbed and then put the put the rest back. The, they just haven't. I can't the, find them. I, I mean, listen, it could be me or it could be just a bad website design, but I was looking for it. And I went to media. I mm -hmm. went to sermons. Nothing was coming up. Yeah. Maybe it was my browser. I don't know. Okay. So, um, all right. So number one, okay, he's kind of limiting this to Romans. Uh, all right, whatever. But then he says at the 702 mark, I don't consider that plagiarism. The fact that, you know, I don't consider that plagiarism, that I used his yeah. ideas and his materials. That's not plagiarism. So let's define what plagiarism is for everybody. Let's be really clear. Okay. Jimmy, like just in general, what's plagiarism? Like anybody... Who should know what plagiarism is? Well, say. Yeah, I mean, using someone else's words or their work and then, well, here's the part, passing them off as your own. So yes. that, that's the issue, yeah. here, right? Yeah. Is passing them off as his own. We should, listen, we should use each other's work. We should gladly mm. use each and like reference each other and say where it's coming from mm -hmm. and share the, share like the resources, but. Yeah, passing it off as your own, that's, that's good. Uh, I, I looked it up on uh, SBT. Southern Baptist Theological Seminary defines plagiarism as the use or theft of intellectual property without attribution. Use or theft. A lot of people are So we're saying out. that Moeller would, would uh, expel him? Oh, if he did this on a paper, yes. In yeah. fact, Moeller talked about this at a recent uh, chapel or, you know, a party with the president. I don't know what they call it. Do something. Prez. Yeah, Prez and uh, live in the present. I don't know what they call it. They call it something. Present prayer. Something probably like that. No, with Mueller, it's probably present praise. Yeah, I mean, it would be more praise. Yeah, um, <laughs> praise ban, circa nineteen ninety. So, um, and listen, I, I like Mueller a lot. I'm a, I'm a fan. Uh, so Mueller, in yeah, you're a huge fan. In in addressing this issue, he he specifically says, listen, this this is coming up. What we're talking about. He was talking about this issue, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. plagiarism, and he said. Uh, that what Ed Litton did is not what we accept here at Southern. It is not okay. It's not what we're building. We're not building that kind of a person. Mm -hmm. That was as hard as he got in addressing the issue. Ultimately, he didn't come down and say what the response should be as the convention of churches. He, he was. It made it sound like it was an integrity thing, though. Yeah, then that's which what is he said. weird to me. And I, I get why he might be thinking that way. Because, like again. I like to assume the best of people. People well, especially say, when it's Moeller. No, anybody. I like to assume the best of, of anybody. It's like, you know, it's like I, I, until I have evidence, right? Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm, it, it it definitely I would say that it comes off as a very political way of responding. Yeah. And yet I love politics in our church. Even in seminary, even in um Moeller's response uh of being if it was it seems pretty political to me, um he still does say this is wrong. This is not good. This is bad news. Um, but when it comes down to saying something harder, he doesn't, I, I wanted him to say more, but that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother thing. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Jimmy, we looked up Southwestern, which is where he's at right now. Okay. I think it's in their student handbook, but, uh, they have a definition of pla plagiarism as well. Here you go. Uh, plagiarism is submitting as one's own work material prepared in whole or in part by another person while failing to give proper credit on papers for sources used. Mm -hmm. So same thing. 
Oh. It's presenting huh. material as if it's your own. You know, it's pre presenting. And you can, you're implicitly doing it, right? If you don't cite the source, then you are implying this is me. Mm -hmm. These are my words. And, uh, and listen, we've talked about this. When I am uh, coaching the guy through preaching or looking at his notes before he goes up to preach and I see something worded really well, like Pat has done this before. I'm looking at his notes and I see a line and I'm like, whoa, where'd you get that? That line, that's really good. That's not from you. Where'd you get that? And he's mm -hmm. like, nope, that's from me. I'm like, really, dude? Yeah. That's really good? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Because if it wasn't, then you should say. You, yeah, from, you gotta say. Because that's a really good line. Yeah. And, he, and so like, you gotta, you gotta follow up. Now, sermons, of course, they are different from papers. They're not the same thing. There's difference. There is a difference from uh, preaching a sermon yeah, in the yeah. pulpit and writing a paper. Um, in a, in a paper, you have to cite every single source that yes. you're using uh, so that people know and can look back at where you're building your arguments from. I don't need to cite every time I preach, every commentary I no. read. But if the structure of my sermon is dependent upon another's work, really, like, like let, let, me, let, let me put it this way. If I like the outline of another uh, let's say I like the, let's say I'm looking at a passage mm -hmm. and the exegetical structure happens to be this, the structure that I want to use for my homiletical outline, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which by the way, are oftentimes very different things. Mm -hmm. Again, another subject. If I found out like that was it, I would either have to say this outline comes from, or I would alter it so that it then fits my context better. And I'm always going to want to change things and make them more suitable to my audience mm -hmm, or to mm -hmm. our congregation or whoever it is. Yeah. So it's just kind of strange. But it, the, it, it is strange because like, even like, I mean, when I was writing papers, mm -hmm. Even if like I got an idea, mm -hmm. I might not have said word for word, you know, I, I didn't quote it like that, yes. but I'd write it in my words, but I'd still cite. Yeah, footnote. Footnote. Yep. Boom. As in, reflected in, in. Indebted to. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know? And again, so you go into great detail and you can't always do that. And yes, sometimes, like oftentimes, like you'll come across an idea or an expression and clearly it's something that's been in use for 2000 years. Mm -hmm. People have repeated this a million mm -hmm. times. You don't know really where it comes from. You know, you're not going to cite anybody for that. Um, but, but this is, this is different. Like the, the, the principle of plagiarism remains applicable to sermons. What Ed Litton did is plagiarism. I, I don't, understand anybody getting any way around that. I know we've talked about this before, but we just want to be clear. He has to be defining plagiarism in a very narrow or strange way. It's the only way that we can get around him saying it's not plagiarism. Yeah. I mean, it's just in a, uh, it's, it's, I'm trying to word this right. It's a really, it's a political way. It's just trying to, yeah. to escape the cycle and to quote unquote, move on as he worded it, right? Like he's ready to move he on. He said that before, yeah. He said that before. Mm -hmm. um, it's which, hard. Which I don't understand. How do you address an issue if the person that is supposed to be, like you're trying to address it with, has decided, oh, it's not worth it. I'm moving on. Now, what's interesting is the very next thing that he says here is he says, I did sin. And he's going to say what his sin was. So then what is, like there, there's something about that word plagiarism that like, people are not wanting to say like, and it's like, he, he's freely admitting at this point, Hey, listen, I got all this from JD, mm -hmm. but he doesn't want to say it's plagiarism. Listen to what he says next, because it is, I think it's bonkers. It's just bonkers. So we just defined what plagiarism was. Mm -hmm. It's using someone else's words without citation. Yep. Okay. He says, I didn't do that. Here's his sin. Let me tell you where my sin was. My sin was, I did not credit him to my church. <laughs> That's plagiarism. Yeah. That's a, this is the weirdest thing ever. Yeah. This is a weird thing. It's, it's really, really weird. 
Okay, so listen, I just want to play like one, less than one more minute of this, and then uh, we'll talk a little bit more. And give us, give, we want to give you our take, and we're going to take this in a new direction. And if it sounds like he's just saying the same things he said on a previous podcast, mm. it's because he he is. Yep, he's, he, and what's interesting, What's though, interesting is, well, here's my thought. Again, now I'm looking at the more political. I'll be the judge if this is interesting. Go ahead. Okay. I will judge you. Uh, you know, oftentimes when people are trying to get a message across, mm-hmm. they practice it in a smaller setting or, in a, you know, a, a, they, they practice it or, or workshop it, I guess. Yep. And then start to fine tune it along the way. Dang, that's actually pretty interesting. <laughs> and um, what I'm hearing from Ed has been workshop to fine tune. Yeah, it's been, it, it's, it's been, it was uh, smaller venues, smaller context, mm. larger and larger. That's very interesting. That actually is very interesting. That's a very interesting Dude, this is what I bring to it. This is yeah. what I bring to the table. You bring interesting things. I bring interesting things. Yeah. I'm, all, I'm a very insightful person, and yeah. I have hummus. I brought hummus to the table. You know what? That makes you not only insightful, the hummus makes you sophisticated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, granola, like vegan and weird. I don't know which one. I don't know either. I'm going to go with sophisticated. I would like to go Because you are using silver cutlery to eat it, which is kind of weird. I, I know you're a dandy, but it's a little weird that you're, you, a, that you're literally don't. eating, you are eating your, your celery sticks with a silver, not st- stainless steel, with a silver little dainty fork, the kind that you would like poke into a pickle, and you're dipping it into your- and your <laughs> It's not a pickle is, one. <laughs> your pinky is out. Oh, I know it's not, because this is dedicated it's for the to the oyster. Okay. Oh, is that what it is? Goodness. How <laughs> did you not know? Oh, my. Oh, my. You need to go back to class. All right. So listen right, let's to, to this last minute. Okay, yep. This is the last, uh, last minute of what he, uh, what he has to say here. And I want to make sure I get it right on the button. Uh-oh. Well, okay. I'm just going to hit play. And, and it, I've been asked why. And I'm a little mystified by that, too, because uh, I'm very transparent with my people. And the goal of, of using material, whether it's written by R. Kit Hughes or International Critical Commentary or any other commentary you use, is to, to expound on the text and to make sure people understand the verse-by-verse meaning of that text. So that was my goal. It wasn't to become famous, because quite frankly, if that was my goal, I would not have picked J.D. Greer as someone to quote. Problem was I did not credit him, and I have repented of that to my church. I have repented of that to our leadership, and quite frankly, we're in a process of changing some things. I'm fasting from listening to preaching right now because it turns out I have a capacity to remember statements that are made in an audible <laughs> sermon that I hear. It's a little too good. I'm, so, I'm, I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> this is a, a kind of a humble brag that yeah. is just silly. It's really funny, dude. Man, you know what? Jimmy's over here flailing his arms. <laughs> no. Hummus is all the walls. The hum- <laughs> <laughs> like, you know who else made that claim? No. Driscoll. Oh, did he really? Oh, that's right. Yeah, with his books. He's like, with I don't remember. Books. I just remember things. I have, a, I have a photographic memory. I have a photographic memory. I would read a book and I could have this amazing recall. That's why you don't have to go up with a post-it note and 15 minutes of prep. <laughs> it, it wasn't the 30 minutes of of, uh, of ranting uh, <laughs> and rabbit trails. That wasn't that at all. Okay. The, the, okay. Oh. Right, we'll, we'll finish. Oh, he's got a couple. Right, right. I think Sorry. he's got a couple I more seconds. I wasn't trying to distract you. Stop. But, but the truth is, uh, this has been... A very painful process for me. It's been a hot process for me. Let me explain. And he goes on to talk about refiner's fire and how God's refining him. All right. 
So look, um, and you know what? I'm glad to hear that part, right? Like, I, I I don't want to diminish that. I'm sure this has been excruciating, oh, in, in embarrassing, ways, embarrassing, painfully. All of that's true. It, I mean, I personally, if in the midst of that, I would have to be questioning my calling. Yeah, and saying, okay, like, am and, and not necessarily question my calling. Like, am I meant to be a pastor? But I think maybe I should. I would be questioning my passion. Like, is this what I'm meant to continue to be doing right now? Because the thing that I'm meant, uh, that I'm called to do primarily, I'm workshopping it out. Yeah, to to administer the word, right? To minister the word, to administer the word, like you're you're promulgating, you're preaching, you're teaching, like that is the job. Listen, Jimmy and I are not awesome, amazing preachers. We hope to be, we strive to be faithful preachers of God's word. And um, I'll tell you, whether it's the outline of our sermons or whether it's the way we explain it, it is all us. And if we pull it from somebody else, then we just simply say in passing, like, just like, hey, by the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna explain this to you in three parts, and like I, I'm getting this from this commentary. It's really yeah. helpful. You should check it out. And then we're done. That's it. It, it. It's that simple. And by the way, if you would have to do that every five seconds, then you're not preaching your own sermon, anyways. No. So, and like, people could tell I, the voice. Right? Yeah, oh yeah. Like that was one of the things. Uh, and I and I don't know, you know, Ed very well. I I don't know him at all personally, but, um, you know, when when we were looking at when the it all came out, and you're looking at the video. You, you can get where see you how, got Greer versus uh, Lytton. Well, not just, yeah, yeah. But before, like, I watched that, and then I went and watched other previous sermons of Ed Lytton, mm. right? Uh, out of the Roman series, that, yeah. that were not Roman series. And Ed is different. And yeah. you could tell the uneasiness yeah, uh, because it's not him. It's the Cyrano de Bergiac, right? <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, a that, guy, it's that one. It's a guy giving another guy words, and it's it's not natural to himself. Yeah. It's like it's like I don't know what to say, and things are awkward. It's like it's like when Biden is standing at the at the podium, right. And they have to tell him who to go ahead and call upon, right? And how to answer, or hey, um, and let's go cut the feed, guys. He's going off script. Let, let's do a little bit about uh, you want to be Biden? Oh, gosh. you'll be Biden. Uh, you be Biden. I'll be the guy in your ear. Okay, are you ready? Ready now. Um, now, we're, um, we're going to be at the end. We're going to be at the end. No, by, uh, but no, President Biden. Pre- President Biden. But don't repeat me. Don't repeat me. Uh, but, but just listen. Pre- pre- cut the mic. Cut the mic. President Biden, just <laughs> uh, turn around, walk away. Turn, no, turn right? around. Oh my walk gosh, away? you're doing this. Oh my gosh, you were not going to get another term. Is there ice uh, cream? Biden, no. Do go it, I, walk I, off stage. I hear the ice cream truck. <laughs> You saw that ice cream truck meme? Yeah, I it's saw so it. <laughs> it's fantastic. Oh my gosh, I'm hurt. Oh. <laughs> By the way, we're laughing at a meme. We're not laughing at a specific person, but we're not afraid to laugh at our presidents. We laughed at Trump too. Yep. But oh my gosh, the memes are funny. <laughs> we, I did spend five minutes on Biden's earlobes and why they're different now for our small group. <laughs> Just to, just to like listen, it's, I don't think it's an impersonator. I think it's the effect of the facelift. I think it's why his earlobes are now are now gone. Uh, anyways, oh, all right. Sorry. What were we talking about? Oh yeah. Um, so here's the thing. He's acknowledged one aspect of sin, but he denies the charge of plagiarism. Yeah. And ultimately, to us, now listen. This is our take, and we could be wrong. Yeah. But to us, it feels like he's downplaying the extent of what he's done. He doesn't seem like he's really taking ownership for the extent he keeps well, no, saying he, it's a small thing. It's just no, this. Not, hold on, thing. but it's not only that he's not he's not taking ownership in the in the regard that he's saying. Here's the thing, Ed. It was willful. Oh yeah, it was willful and intentional. The for you to say I'm fasting 
from listening to other people because I have this amazing recall, you're that would be true. Like, you know what I mean? Like that sometimes happens. You're in the midst of a sermon and you might actually say something, right? And that's gonna, but that's not yeah. going to be a, the trend that you see that we see with Lytton. Right. There, there's a, there is a difference. There's a massive difference here. And so for you to sit there and to think that we're all foolish to believe that the reason why, like that you have this amazing recall and that it wasn't intentional because to say I have an amazing recall would mean then it was off the cuff and it happened. Yeah, that's not what happened. And you can, why we, are you treating us like we're like we're foolish? I don't like being told that I'm not smart enough to understand what words mean, Ed. Um, I'm, you know, okay, Ed, sometimes, but sometimes uh, it's superfluous. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's now, just, sorry, everybody. This is for us. Okay. Now, if someone could send me the definition, <laughs> I would appreciate it. Tag me at jfollow 63 because I really don't. I, I honestly, I'm not sure when to use that word. Here's the thing. <laughs> Even when you're watching Ed Pre, now listen. It, it's a big issue. He could just ignore this and go on, but because he keeps bringing it up and talking about it, then we're going to keep talking about it, um, and we're going to talk about why. But he is pretty dependent on his notes in these situations. And if you watch the video, he's looking down a he's lot. Looking he's looking down. down. That's what by I'm the saying. way, J.D. Greer is overly dependent on his notes as well. Love you, J.D. He's up on the notes. Anyway, um, so they're, they're very dependent on his notes. And so, like, it's to sit there and say, it was, I'm just I have recalling? A I'm just recalling. No, that's nah, what I'm bro. trying to say. I don't buy it. It's, it's, I, it's hard for me to believe that you're just It's insulting. Recalling. That's what I'm trying to get yeah. at. It's insulting. Uh, yeah. Hey, maybe, maybe, maybe him or his people will reach out to us again. <laughs> They ain't reaching out. Yeah, not again. All right. So, um, all right. So, here's Jimmy. Our take. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. On the one hand, this is something that you've said before. This is a real problem. Yep. And this is a problem that his church is responsible to deal with. And yep. that's not our business. Yep. They need to source that out. S- suss that out. So, yeah. All right. But it's also a problem for the convention. And our convention mm. needs to deal with this. Yep. And that is our business. Yeah, it is. As well as, I think I want to add something here that uh, uh, Moeller mentioned. And I think Moeller is absolutely correct. So in his address, or in that question period, he was saying about like how we there is now a culture in business of people uh, researching and preparing certain yeah. parts of the sermon to, like it farms out. We've created a culture, you know, with or we've allowed a culture within uh, Christianity for pastors to be able to do that. And I think that's a problem. Yeah, we need to address it. We need to address that. Right? Now, let's just say this. You could do that in a good way. You could say, hey, listen, I need you to go through all of the background research and just give me the facts that I need to know so that I don't have to read 100 pages. I just want to read five. And they go, okay, well, here's five pages of research for you. It's, I mean, it's the same thing as going like, well, I can't do all the research, but I can read this commentary. I don't really have a problem mm-hmm. with somebody giving you data. But when they start creating your sermon for you, yeah. that is a problem. Data is one thing. That is great. You can get it from a million different places. But the crafting of the sermon is different. But I think Moeller hit on that, though, and saying yeah. the to be able to like the to research the data is yeah. your job. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. As, 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 as much as you are able. If you don't know the original languages, OK, then you can't do that. Yeah, yeah. You're going to rely on somebody else. Yeah. Um, if you do, then you need to use what you can use. Like yeah. you, you can do what you can do. So, yes, it is a big part of it. And I, it is hard for me to understand. Like, listen, on the one hand. 
this whole like this whole like mythos of people saying like, oh, I'm going to spend 25 hours a week in my sermon prep. Not if you're a real pastor, you're not. Yeah. Not if you got people to counsel and, and, mm-hmm. and lost people to evangelize and other things to do. If you're not raising up leaders, you're probably not going to have that much time. Now, in my, fairness, my goodness, that'd be amazing. How could you? If, well, if you're at a very large church with a lot of pastoral staff and they want you to spend 20 hours a week on your sermon, right. fine. Okay. But then okay, the other okay. 20 hours, you're doing your thing. But most pastors, if you're pastor in a church of our size, I got. I don't got time to breathe. All right. Yeah. So like, I'm not. I'm not spending 20 hours. I'm spending 10 hours. Yeah. On my uh, last sermon I did, I had three. Yeah. Yeah. You were. You were, and that wasn't your choice, but no. it was God's choice. It was God's choice for that. <laughs> yeah, I got, I'm giving you three. But that's just it. Like you take what you have, mm-hmm. right? Like and typically for me, it's it's 12, right? Like, yeah. That's what we like to do. 10 to 12 hours. Yep. That's a good amount of time. Anybody can. After that, I feel like I'm overthinking it. Yeah. And you know, your thinker peters out around 12, 13 hours. Yeah. It's yeah. Your thinker gets tired. <laughs> All right, so um, we've said like what we've said before, and one of the things we've said is like he, you know, as president of the SBC, what he does in his church, that's him and his church's business. But as the president of the SBC, we're of the opinion he should step down, get out of the way because it's embarrassing, mm-hmm. it's a distraction, uh, it, it it smacks of a lack of integrity from our perspective, mm-hmm. and um, but well, let's just and, say, it's, and it's insulting. Yeah, especially it, that last one. Yeah, with Greenway. Come on, hey, I have listen, a, hey, listen. You don't understand my struggle. Okay, let me let me tell you my struggle. Go. Let me hear the struggle. My brain is so big and sticky <laughs> that things just stick to it. Mm. And then when I start talking, it just come out. It just comes out. What do you want me to do? I don't know. What I, don't know. Gonna, I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Jimmy, uh, just in summary, mm. we think he should resign. Yep. Why? Why should he resign from the SBC? Well, we, I guess we just said it's well, a distraction. Yeah. Distraction, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's embarrassing. Yep. Uh, it's unbecoming yep. uh, of, of leadership. Uh, but he doesn't seem to have any intention of stepping down. So here is the thing. Here's what we wanted to talk about. Now what? Uh, the SBC annual convention is coming up in 2022, and Jimmy is going to spearhead a campaign to uh, oust Ed Litton from- No, he's, so. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We're not doing that. But- the annual convention is happening June 14th and 15th in Anaheim, California, and Ed will be up for a second and final year as president. Uh, if you don't know how it works, and you can look at Article 5 of the Constitution of the SBC, uh, officers of the convention shall be uh, a president, a first and second vice president, a recording secretary, a registration secretary, and a treasurer. And these officers shall be elected annually and shall hold the office until their successors are elected and qualified. Mm-hmm. So here's what happens. Uh, you get elected as president in, uh, in let's just say, year one of your presidency. At the next year, you can run again and serve a second term, and then you're done. You can only do two. If you want to run again, you got to wait a year. Then you can come back and do it again. Mm. So you can serve a total of two years in succession, uh, but you've got to run. So Ed has to run if he wants to continue to be the president mm-hmm. of the SBC. Now, the vast majority of presidents serve two years. That's what they do. Yeah. Is Ed going to run? What is your take? What is your what is your perspective? What do you think he's going to do at the end? Or is it too early to even guess? I think it's too early. Yeah. I think it's too early. If for some reason, like let's just say, if the election, whether, you know, it's next month, or the convention was next month or in two months, I'd say he was running. But at this point, Let's see, you know, I mean, my gut tells me he'll probably run because I think he's he's really trying to push. I'm moved on from this, guys. And that's what it looks like to me. That's it. So for me, I mean, he, yeah, he's he's going to run. I like, let's just say I was in his situation and I got caught. I would stealing, I, yeah. I, or whatever. I just oh, I guess that would be not stealing. stealing, but, you know, pretending, pretending, posing. 
fronting. Yeah. Uh, I would just want to like not run. I'd be like, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to get out of here. So, um, all right. If Ed does run, mm-hmm. he's going to be challenged. There's going to be a lot of pushback. Do you and, think- so then, and so then maybe that's why he won't. Yeah. It's like, it's, that'd be the only reason is anticipating the challenge that he's going to get. And rather than, rather than lose and suffer the embarrassment, just be like, yeah, you know what? I, I've unintentionally been sort of a, 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 a lightning rod here. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a distraction. I'm just going to bow out. You mean the things he should be saying now? Yeah. Yeah. But that way he'll say it later. Yeah. But that way you can blame it on like, Oh, it's just the political temperature. Mm. You know, it's a political storm. I don't yeah. want to be, um, midterms. Yeah. So listen, I'm going to be there. I know Jimmy wants to be there. Yeah. We'll see if his schedule allows mm-hmm. it. Um, we'll have some messengers there. Uh, but this is important, right? This is really important because yes. people, not just haters, not anonymous internet yep. trolls. Everybody keeps talking about anonymous internet trolls. There's a lot of people that are very public and are saying like, no, this is me. This is what I'm saying. The people that are established and have a platform are talking about this. Jimmy and I, we have a small little platform and we talk about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, so we're not anonymous. Mm-hmm. Um, but Christians are disturbed by this. And the few and very soft responses to this issue by SBC leadership are discouraging to people. Oh, people yeah. want to lead. People don't want to join. Yep. Like, and these are not haters. These are just people, Christians. So how the convention responds in California is going to have an impact. And I'll tell you what, I know some of our members are paying close attention now because mm-hmm. they're like, what is going on? This is Yeah, they're weird. asking questions of why are we staying? Yeah, and they want, and, and so what we say is like, be patient. We have a new president every year or two, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like, probably usually every two years. And, uh, and that doesn't really determine who we are. It's the churches. So how the churches respond could have an impact on how many people stick around for the next year. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how it's going to turn out, but uh, if you're going to be in Anaheim, California, I'm planning on being there, Lord willing. Mm, I would be there. So if you want to hang out, ask somebody else. Because I'm going to be by myself. Well, I'm you not, never know. I might be able to make no, it. No, you, yeah, fine. But if oh. other people want to hang out, like, I'm, oh, like, oh, gotcha, I'm talking to gotcha. them. I'm talking to the listeners. Well, see, that's just it. We have to start like looking at the calendar now yes. and me to block it. Because okay. you know how it goes. Got to block it and lock it. And then mm-hmm. maybe I'll pop it. And then we'll rock it. You know what? Stop it. Oh. Yeah, we'd love to hear thoughts. You can follow us on like Instagram, Twitter, mm-hmm. at Doc and Diva, or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, drfortune.com. They can contact Rocket, us. You can sign up for the email blast. Or hit the store. Go to joefostore.com and grab some gear. We got that fresh pot every Monday and Thursday, blog post and video content over at the website. And we got that all access exclusive content. You got Banter of Truth on Tuesdays, Weekday Wisdom, Monday through Friday. Head on over to drfortune.com slash all access to register today. Later. Later.